friends, it's great to be back hosting Wasn't That Special, 50 years of Saturday Night Live. I gotta tell you, it was a bit uncertain after the season 11 episode. We weren't sure we were coming back. Rough year. Finally got a state of execution, so we're back. But it's only a half episode pickup. So um, we have to do well before we get to the awards to to be able to give you the awards. That's just the way these things work. Scott Bertram with you at Scott Bertram on X, formerly Twitter, and my co-host is Christian Schneider. Christian, how are you? I'm good, and welcome to the only podcast brave enough to ask the question, do chickens make good house pets? (laughs) Uh, We will find out. (laughs) We will find out, unfortunately, many times through the course of this season 12 episode. It's not all sunshine and uh, and babies uh, in season 12, although there is a lot of good stuff. Uh, as we begin, let us remind you, you can join us at wasn'tthatspecial.com. Right now is the best time to do so. We are just about to hit this, uh, let's face it, golden era of SNL. Uh, great cast, great writers. This is going to be a ton of fun the next, I don't know, five, six episodes or so. And it's going to be fun past that as well. But this is a great time to come on board. You can do it on a monthly basis. You can save some money by joining us on an annual basis. And you can be our best friends in the whole wide world if you join us as an executive producer. We ask you what you want us to talk about on the show. You get bonus emails from Christian, two of them for each and every episode. You hear our or see our innermost thoughts on each and every sketch throughout the season that we have taken notes on. And you get a bunch of clips from the season. And my favorite part are the contemporary writings on the show. Critics and others writing about SNL at that very moment in time. It's fascinating stuff. We give that all to you. And at the end of all this, when we've covered 50 years of SNL, we'll have some end of that 50-year awards and Christian and I vote and our executive producers vote on things like the best cast ever, the best cast members ever, best sketches, commercials, etc. But you got to be an executive producer. Join us at wasn'tthatspecial.com, wasn'tthatspecial.com. You can also find us on X, formerly Twitter, at 50 years of SNL, five zero years of SNL. All right, the business is out of the way. Season 11, as I alluded to, Christian, uncertainty through most of the year about whether or not the show would be back. We knew at the end of the year it would be, but we didn't know what it was going to look like. Thus, the the fire sketch to close season 11. So we know that SNL is renewed. But the question we need to answer tonight or today, if you're listening, different points of the day, will SNL be revived? That's the question. Uh, the answer is yes. And we did discuss the, the fire sketch that ended last season and we have only three people that survived the fire. (laughs) We have, uh, Nora Dunn, John Lovitz and Dennis Miller all made it out unsinged. And, uh, other than that, we have an entirely new cast. We do. We'll talk about them in just a moment, but as we begin, I think it will be appropriate uh, as we try to do here, as we start to, to to sort of quickly summarize the season, our thoughts before we dive deep into the cast and into the ins and outs of this season 12 of SNL, I'll go first. My phrase for season 12, half legendary, half ordinary. There is a very clean split in this season, and it happens at the exact halfway point where someone flips a switch 
And we go from having some of the most classic sketches in this show's history on a relatively weekly basis, essentially, to long stretches where they struggle. Uh, the back half of the season can be a bit of a struggle here. So you get to season, you get to episode 10 here, you're thinking this could be one of the best seasons in the show's history. And you watch the final 10 episodes and you think, no, it's not. Uh, it's still very good. There's some classic sketches, sketches everybody knows and loves. Some characters are debuting this year who will last a long time and provide us with many catchphrases. But it, it in the end, uh, you, you have to balance out how good it was at the start with how ordinary it was at the end. I agree 100% with that. My word to sum up this season is professional, mm. uh, especially in contrast to what we saw last season where you had people like Anthony Michael Hall, and who was 17 years old, and Robert Downey Jr., who was 20, who were clueless and really had no place uh, being there and just looked like they had no idea what they were doing. On this new cast, you have some stone-cold killers that are on this cast. They, The one thing that I was looking for throughout this season was how often they broke character. <laughs> and they almost never do. Very rarely. I mean, There's a one these, sketch where Lovitz nearly does it. He wants to, and he pulls it back together. Phil, right. I think it's <laughs> Phil almost makes him break, but he pulls it back together. Right. It's a, it almost seems like they're a, they're a football team and there's a big fine for, uh, <laughs> you know, for, a, for a false start. <laughs> so uh, they are all so disciplined. They know what they're doing. Hartman, uh, Hooks, Nealon, they're all professionals. I think they had all come, come from improv. So uh, there's just such a competency there that had not been there the season before. And I think especially in the, the first half of the season, it just comes through, you know, the, the first half is just shot out of cannon mm -hmm. uh, the way, the way it comes. Then they start to, to run out of ideas and uh, you know, we'll get to that. But to me, it's just, it's just a really professional uh, and well put together cast. Nora Dunn, John Lovitz, Dennis Miller return as Christian told us previously. I'll tell you who's gone and then Christian can begin telling us about who's here and who's new. So a lot of that cast from last year is gone. Randy Quaid is out. Anthony Michael Hall and Robert Downey Jr. are gone. Joan Cusack is gone. Diddy Travance is gone. Terry Sweeney is gone. And that means there's an opportunity here for Lorne to reload on the fly. And this is how you create a, a cast. This is how you build a cast. Last year, we talked so much about uh, season 11 being a very tough cast construction. Things did not fit together very well. The opposite is true as we start season 12 and find these superstars of comedy and of sketch comedy, really, that Lauren finds and brings in for season 12. So where do you want to start? These new cast members, Christian. Yeah, I mean, sadly, Terry Sweeney is gone, so they have nobody that can play Patty LaBelle. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, that's a that's a real big mark against the show this this season. I'll rattle them off, and then I think we can talk about each of them. Yeah, specifically. Um, so in we have Jan Hooks, uh, Victoria Jackson is new, as well as a young comic named Dana Carvey, one of the older people to start on the show. Uh, I think he was in his mid to late to late 30s. He was kind of Billy Crystal aged. And that is Phil Hartman. I prefer to think of him as Randy Quaid aged. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Kevin Nealon. And interestingly enough, Kevin Nealon and Jan Hooks, lovers at the time. So 
That's yeah. kind of tender. And so, yeah, they were dating and both found out they got SNL at the same time. So that had to be cool. And uh, do you want to start talking about some specifically or how are we doing this? Or do you want to talk about the writers? Yeah, let's do the writers very quickly because there's a few writers who were there last year. And again, as we went back and and talked about last year, I could tell, I think you can tell while watching these episodes that there there were good things happening in the writers' room. And some of the names certainly... And what they would do in the future tells us that was the case. And it was some of the cast casting issues that that derailed portions of season 11. So there are a number of writers who are back. Those who are gone, uh, Bruce McCullough and Mark McKinney, who were there for last year, go back to Kids in the Hall in Canada. Kira Leifer, who was one of the only uh, females writing on the staff last year, she's gone. John Schwartzwelder, who would go on to fame and fortune, I assume fortune, uh, with The Simpsons, very funny guy, he was let go as well. Jack Handy was gone for a couple of months, fired after season 11, then was brought back. So he is back at some point during the year. So writers this year, and you will note throughout the season, some of these names change in the credits. They're there for a week, they're not there for a few weeks, and then there are people who are there every week. So writing this season, Andy Breckman, Outstanding. A. Mm-hmm. Whitney Brown. E. Jean Carroll, which is, again, just funny because of how we now know E. Jean Carroll being involved with Donald Trump in lawsuits. Uh, Tom- I am just finding out about this this very second. E. Jean Carroll was on the SNL writing staff? E. Jean Carroll was on the SNL writing staff. She was an essayist <laughs> at the time. And so she was on the writing staff. Yes, sir. Tom wow. Davis. Okay. Uh, Franken and Davis are back writing. Jim Downey is head writer. Uh, Jack Handy, as I said, came, comes back. Uh, Phil Hartman is a cast member who also gets a writing credit. George Meyer, who's involved in some classic sketches this year. Lorne, as producer, takes a writer's credit. Uh, Kevin Nealon writes and performs as a featured player. Herb Sargent's still around. Uh, Mark Scheiman, who uh, Mark Scheiman, I, 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 I recognized him during the year, and I don't know when I'll get to say this. During the course of the episode. So if you've seen broadcast news, which you absolutely should if you haven't, the scene in broadcast news where the two music writers come into the uh, the technical producer's room and they play the news theme. And there's two guys who who, who hum along to the news theme and, and talk about the news theme. One of those guys is Mark Scheiman. And Mark Scheiman's a writer this season. He takes on the... the uh, the Paul Schaefer role of being the, the live pianist in sketches that require a live pianist. And I keep kept saying, seeing his face all over. I'm like, who is that guy? How could I place him? I know I know that guy. And I figured out it was Mark Scheiman. Uh, Rosie Schuster is still around. Robert Smigel, who um, they just posted an interview with Robert Smigel at the TV Academy Foundation. And we love those interviews. And you'll hear a few clips from him tonight. But my oh my, we're going to hear a lot from Robert Smigel because he talked a ton about SNL. And Robert Smigel, the more we read, the more we know, involved in just so many absolutely killer classic SNL sketches, being responsible for writing them. So we'll hear more from him. Uh, Bonnie and Terry Turner joined this year at the behest of Jan Hooks. They were friendly with Jan Hooks, and she brought them, and they would write some really cool stuff that eventually go out and write some movies for SNL cast members. John Vitti is here, and Christine Zander. That rounds out the writer's list. We should also mention there's a new director this year. Paul Miller directs this year and the next four or five years before Davey Wilson comes back later on. But during this really good stretch of shows and seasons, Paul Miller is the director for SNL. That's behind the camera. 
If we slide back in front of the camera, Christian, let's give people an idea about who these new cast members are, where they come from. All right. So uh, first up is Jan Hooks, who is uh, was born and raised in Decatur, Georgia. Uh, she was a Groundlings member. So much like uh, Phil Hartman and Pee Wee Herman and uh, other Groundlings uh, legends. Lovitz, too. Lovitz, of course. Yeah. I got this all mixed up at the time because I for sure thought that uh, Hooks got uh, Saturday Night Live before she was in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. But evidently she was in Pee Wee's Big Adventure playing the uh, <laughs> the tour guide at the Alamo capably uh, before she she ever made it to, uh, to SNL. So apparently in 85, she met with Lorne Michaels about a spot on SNL, but he passed her over in favor of... Uh, Joan Cusack, Mm -hmm. which I think at the time probably would have made sense. But then uh, Victoria Jackson at some point, who we'll talk about here in a second, uh, told Lorne that Jan Hooks was, I think, something to the effect of she's the best character actress in America or something. And so... so he brought her on board. Lord, Lorne was lamenting that Victoria didn't really do characters. And Victoria's like, well, you want characters? You want Jan Hooks? She's the best character, you know, female character actor in America. And so, I, you know, obviously Jan was already on Lorne's radar. He had talked to her previously, but I don't know, maybe Victoria, given the, the, the good word for her, made a difference? Don't know. We can ask, perhaps ask Victoria later on, perhaps. Also, uh, you know, who's not a fan of Victoria Jackson is Jan, Jan Hooks, Hooks. <laughs> <laughs> who in the uh, Miller uh, Shales book says, you know, she's she's Southern, she's Christian. I just didn't get it. I didn't get her characters. Not a big fan. So after Victoria <laughs> did her a solid, I guess it didn't uh, it didn't translate into a, a tight friendship. The three females on this cast, if again via the the Miller Shales book, did not get along very well. There's a story about. A rough patch and it's not really mentioned exactly when but they had a, a team meeting a cast meeting and and lauren's like what's wrong why why is it working well and it's totally silent and victoria then speaks up and says i'll tell you why it's those two people it's jan and it's Nora. they're horrible people and they're mean and she does this big rant and then the the room is silent and victoria says well thanks a lot for backing me up and carby says well you didn't hear anyone disagree with you did you <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's funny because you hear when you hear current interviews about jan hooks they're all like you know former cast members like the genius jan hooks and she she is really good but i think she's good in kind of the nora dunn way and where she's technically proficient well, she but didn't. Yeah, she didn't write, so she was not generating right. ideas in even a way that Victoria was. I mean, a lot of Victoria's stuff that she got on was because she had generated herself, uh, and, and right. Jan was talented enough that she could, much like Phil, could find a way to make almost anything work. So she didn't have to generate ideas and characters herself necessarily. She could fill in those gaps that the writers were providing for her. And she's going to be on the show for the next few years, so maybe she, you know, she develops into, into something that we don't see in this season. But uh, it, it's a good performance in the in her first season, but I, I wouldn't put it, you know, top shelf or anything. So, um, but then we already discussed uh, Victoria Jackson a little bit, who, in the annals of female SNL cast members, kind of has a much different profile than than you typically see. She was. She's born in Florida. Um, 
She grew up in the South, part of a kind of a, a Christian uh, upbringing. She's trained in gym, gymnastics, <laughs> which I only found out after when you watch the season. She does some really incredible physical stunts mm-hmm. uh, where she uh, gives a whole weekend update uh, guest <laughs> spot while doing a handstand. Yep. Uh, wearing America, American flag underwear, incidentally. So yeah, that's really interesting. And then she kind of jumped around from college to college, not really knowing what she wanted to do. And then much like Charles Barkley, she left Auburn University a year early to go pro. <laughs> and it was just a couple of years before Barkley. Uh, she knew she wanted to be uh, in sketch comedy. She wanted to, to be an actress. Uh, so she left school a little bit early. She got her big break on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, uh, where she, again, recited poetry, doing a handstand. She was on the show 20 times, something like that. Uh, and then she was on a, uh, a short-lived TV series called Half Nelson. Which is with uh, Joe Pesci and someone else ridiculous. Like, how would not that not work? And I, I, I forget who it is. And so another way that she was a, a bit different than your typical SNL first-time cast member. She was married and had a kid at the time. When she got her call to go audition for SNL, she had to scramble everything up. I guess her agent didn't even tell her that she had an audition, so it was kind of a last-minute type of thing. She flies to New York. She's in a line of 10 women. And by the time they get to her, word goes around that one of the women before actually did a strip tease as their, as their SNL audition. And she's like, you can't be naked on SNL. How is this possibly a good idea? But yeah, in the uh, the Miller Shales book, she's got she's got a lot of uh, a lot of ink in there about kind of the whole process of getting on the show and kind of how differently how different she was than most of the other people that got on the show. Uh, Dana Carvey from Missoula, Montana, 1977, won the San Francisco Stand Up Comedy Competition. Had a small role in the, the Spinal Tap film along with Billy Crystal playing Mimes. His uh, big break came in 86. He co-starred opposite Kirk Douglas and Burt Lancaster in Tough Guys, which is exactly <laughs> what I think about. What I think about Dana Carvey, tough guy. Uh, he was a finalist, I didn't know until recently, for the hosting role for the TV show Double Dare on Nickelodeon. And which went to Mark Summers, did it not? Yes, and he, in fact, had to remove his name from consideration when uh, he got the SNL gig. So I guess Mark oh. Summers can thank him for uh, for not taking that Double Dare gig away from him. Uh, Dana Carvey, look, as we well know, uh, I think Lauren has said at one point that he thinks Dana's the best to ever do it on SNL. Um, he, he brings a ton of characters. He brings a ton of energy. Uh, he's a great one. And uh, we'll talk about a lot of what he does this season in just a little bit. We also have more new cast members to tell you about, including the marvelous, fantastic, talented Phil Hartman and a full season 12 rundown and analysis. But to hear that, you'll have to join us here at Wasn't That Special. And we also have the uh, awards coming up, which is always the most fun part of the podcast. So um, make sure you listen to that. But in order to do so, you will have to subscribe uh, you can subscribe on a monthly basis. You can do so uh, and save a little cash on an annual basis, or you can become an executive producer, which gets you all sorts of cool stuff, including uh, a couple emails a week of all the extra things that we do. So make sure you get in on that. 
We're entering a fun, exciting time in the show's history here on Saturday Night Live with Dana Carvey, Phil Hartman, Jan Hooks, John Lovitz, Dennis Miller. You'll want to be along for the ride and hear all we have to offer you. Do that at wasn'tthatspecial.com. That's wasn'tthatspecial.com. We also invite you to follow us on X, formerly Twitter, at 50 Years of SNL. That's five zero years of SNL. Thanks for listening.